When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You've heard me talk about Cog Hill every single episode this season, and we will continue to do so because they are one of the premier golf destinations in the Chicagoland area. Featuring 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill has just upgraded their entire practice academy to include Top Tracer, two bars, a food truck, and a full family experience that anyone will enjoy. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We are also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you're looking to upgrade your game this year, or if you're just trying to pick up some new pieces of golf apparel, or even some training aids to help you score better, WorldwideGolfShops.com has you covered. The best part about this website is they always offer incredible deals on some of the newest equipment, even just days after its release. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. This is your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Many thanks to those of you who have reached out uh, in appreciation for the Ben Hogan uh, Fundamentals of Golf or the Five Lessons. I, <laughs> it's early in the morning here for me, so I'm just messing everything up right off the bat. Uh, but thanks to all of you um, who said that you like those episodes. We will finish those out here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, today, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about a golf trip that myself, my friend Chris McEwen, who you all know and love, as well as the two guys, uh, Tom and Rob, over at Chicago Golf Tour, took to Lasonia up in Wisconsin, Green Lake, Wisconsin, uh, to be exact. And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the two courses there. If you've not heard of them before, um, where you been? And uh, more importantly, though, uh, I want to give you just a primer. Uh, if you do plan on going on a golf trip before the summer is over, I would highly recommend Lasonia, and I'm going to tell you why in this episode. So first things first, though, um, as I mentioned, I'm recording this in the morning, Saturday morning, actually, and... Um, I recently entered into an affiliate agreement with uh, Coffee for Wellness. If you've heard of them, it's, uh, yeah, that's Phil Mickelson's coffee thing that he did. And uh, admittedly, when I was approached by them, um, I don't typically like to do affiliate marketing that much. Uh, just to be completely transparent with you guys, I, I never really, I, I don't like doing all the work for another company and then not getting anything in return. So, uh, but... I was actually intrigued by this coffee because everyone's been talking about Phil, of course, for many different reasons regarding uh, live golf, his comments at press conferences, everything and everything. But you always see him walking around with his coffee brand, and I had never tried it before. So I figured, ah, what the hell? Uh, got a shipment sent to me. I'm actually holding a uh, the, the um, tumbler in my hand right now with the Jumping Phil logo and the Coffee for Wellness uh, tagline. And I got to tell you, it's actually not bad. I... Um, it's not the strongest coffee in the world, but it's uh, it's pretty pretty tasty. I'm going to give it a run here. 
Uh, you're going to see some things on my social media on different ways that you can get discounts on it and all that great stuff. But I just, uh, because I'm drinking it right now, I figured I would at least mention it. Ah, all right. Well, anywho, Lasonia. So, for those of you who have not heard of it, located in Green Lake, Wisconsin, it is about, took me about three hours to drive there. Uh, the day started out, this was Thursday this week. Uh, day started out, I woke up at uh, 3.30 in the morning before my 4 a.m. alarm. I always do that for some reason. I set an alarm early in the morning, and I either get too psyched out or I'm too nervous that I'm going to miss my alarm um, that I end up waking up early anyway, which is crazy because I didn't have a flight to catch or anything. But uh, I just loaded up my car myself, drove three hours north for me uh, to Green Lake, Wisconsin to make a 9 a.m. tea time. And as I mentioned, uh, Chris McEwen joined me up there as well as uh, Tom and Rob over at Chicago Golf Tour. You guys know about them. I've talked about them forever. Uh, great Chicagoland Golf Tour. If you have not heard of them, then I would definitely recommend that you try them out. Um, so we show up. I had never been to Lasonia, and um, quite frankly, I can't tell you the last time I was in Wisconsin. Um, different billboards up there, folks. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say uh, compared to what we got here in Illinois. Um, we truly live in a nation of 50 different countries. I'll just put it that way. Uh, but at any rate, uh, you drive into Lasonia. It's a huge piece of property. I mean, there are 36 holes there. And the deal uh, that we played, which I was, I was always told that these courses, for what they are, which are fantastic courses, they are also one of the best values in the Midwest, if not the country. And I didn't really know what that meant. But we were able to, they had this thing called the all-day pass. And uh, for $135, you can play as much golf as you want on either of the courses, or both, as we did. I could not believe that. There are courses 10 minutes from my house that cost more than that. But for $135, we showed up. We uh, show up to our 9 o'clock tea time where we play the Woodlands course. There are two courses there. There's the Woodlands, and as the name implies, it's more of like your, your wooded parkland, you know, what we see everywhere here in the Midwest type of golf course. And then there's the Lasonia Lynx, which is its pride and joy. That's what you see all over the, you know, top 100 golf courses, blah, blah, blah. It's a fantastic course. I'll talk about that here in a second. We played the Woodlands first, and... Um, not a super long course by any means. We played it from the tips, and it was only 6,500 yards, which is right in our wheelhouse. That That is perfect for us. And despite it not being a, a super long course, this sucker was tough. Um, and just right out of the gate, the opening tee box is surrounded by these massive trees it kind of creates this this sound tunnel where I think uh, Chris even said after we hit our drivers, just it sounds different, you know, and it kind of gets you going right there. It's the first hole you play during the day. Uh, you're going to be there all damn day. And to have that opening scene and that opening sound and just everything going on right now in that moment was perfect. And uh, we were off. Now, I'm not going to go through like a hole by hole type that that's this isn't that type of podcast um but one of the things i enjoyed about the woodlands course 
aside from the fact that I actually played really well on this course, um, and that did not continue <laughs> into the second round. Um, but just the the elevation changes, the uh, the green structures, and and just the contours on the green. I mean, everything was rolling perfectly. Um, you could tell that the greens got a lot of play in them. And yeah, there were there were a few ball marks here and there, but I wouldn't say it was anything that took away from the experience by any means. But just the scenery, and you're right there next to the lake, and it, it was really just a, a sensory overload uh, for the first nine holes that we played. And it continued, of course, throughout the day, but just really, you know, I, I'm no longer in my little Illinois bubble. That's kind of what I felt, and it was nice. You know, perfect weather, uh, wasn't very busy out there because everyone's playing the Lynx course. That's what people go to Lasonia to play. And uh, Chris actually explained that he, Chris has been up there multiple times. And he's like, dude, we're going to cruise through these 18 holes on Woodlands because no one plays this course, which I think is kind of sad. Now, they had just recently undergone a major renovation, I understand. I believe that they redid all the bunkers on the course as well as a few other uh, elements uh, on the golf course, and for a first impression, I was very, very impressed with the Woodlands course. Um, Chris had mentioned that the last time he played it, they had gotten a lot of rain, and it was you know tough to kind of navigate. There was standing water on the course, and it probably took away from the experience in that element, but we had none of that. Um, and uh, what really struck me was uh, the one hole I will explain in detail is the third hole which is a par three um, from the tips. It was playing about 160, if I remember correctly, where the tee box was. And you're basically hitting down into a ravine, you know, huge elevation change, really protected green by not only bunkers, but just these slopes that came off of off of it on all sides. And there are just these massive trees. And if you go to lasonia.com right now and you click on the Woodlands course, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. There's a picture of this green where you, you can't hit it anywhere else <laughs> because you're going to make double automatically, which is exactly what I did because I did not hit the green. And it actually, uh, my ball uh, got caught up in the, the heavy rough down towards the, the gully. And uh, wow, I got to tell you, that was that was a challenge. And when you see that right out of the gates, and I love this not only at this course, but any course that we play, when you see a, a hole that difficult within the first like five holes, then you know that that's like setting the stage for you, right? That that is setting. You know what? You got to bring your A game today because you're. This is just the beginning of what you're going to see. And that was the case with the Woodlands course, but. Uh, overall, you know, 18 holes, super fun. Uh, I lied. The the 18th hole, uh, I will talk about this hole as well. Um, par 5, one of the longer par 5s on this course. Again, it's only 6,500 yards from the tips. And the 18th green, I don't think there was a, a area on that green that was flat. That was larger than maybe five yards. Not even. I mean, this was the the funkiest looking green I have ever seen. <laughs> and that's not a criticism. It's just, it, it was a little, it was definitely different than any of the others that we had seen the previous 17 holes. And the middle of the green 
was really the only place that a flagstick could fairly be placed, if you know what I mean. Uh, otherwise, it's you're going to be on essentially a false front or or uh, a mound that there's no way you can make that putt. So that was a little interesting to me. But aside from that, aside from that, the Woodlands course at Lasonia, having seen it for the first time now, I will say it is absolutely a must play. And if you're going for the all day pass, which I highly recommend you do, I mean, why wouldn't you for $135? Um, play that one first. I know there's some talk that, I mean, we could have played either course twice, but I, I highly recommend for your first time to go and play the Woodlands course first. It's going to set the stage for you perfectly and then really get you prepped for what came next, which was Lasonia Lynx. Now, before we get to that, uh, just quick side note, I love to wear sunglasses when I play golf. I know that many people don't. For a long time, I didn't. And a big reason for me was because I didn't like how, quote-unquote, golf sunglasses looked on my face. Let's just be honest. I've got a kind of a narrow face going on here. And uh, I didn't want this huge shield or, like, Jose Canseco glasses, as my wife calls them, because they just didn't feel right, and I, quite frankly, didn't like the way they looked. Thankfully... The fine folks over at Gooder, G-O-O-D-R, you know them. They make not only stylish sunglasses that you can wear on and off the course, but they're extremely lightweight and they're very comfortable, and I just love the way they look. So for a limited time, you know where this is going. Go out to Gooder.com. It's G-O-O-D-R.com, and use promo code NOFILTER, and you're going to get yourself a little bit of a discount on what are already extremely affordable sunglasses. These sunglasses are $25. Go buy five of them. You're going to really enjoy all the looks. They've just expanded everything in every line that they've got. I can't speak more highly of these sunglasses. I truly love them. I own multiple pairs myself. And thank goodness I had them with me on this trip to Lasonia because, man, we had perfect weather and when we made our way to the Lynx course, where there are absolutely zero trees anywhere around you, I had no shade. Thankfully, we were playing it a little bit later in the day, so, you know, eventually the sun started to go down. But, man, those sunglasses saved me in many ways. I don't have good eyes. I don't. Those who know me personally know exactly what I'm talking about. I am blind as a bat. And it's weird because, like, when I'm, in the, when I'm playing golf in the sun... And the reason why I like to wear sunglasses when I'm playing golf is I can essentially not see anything when it's super bright outside, you know. And then to even add to the fun, when uh, I'm driving at night, I don't see everything. Right. I am a hot mess. Just a constant, constant nonsense going on with this guy here. 100%. God bless my wife. I don't know how she deals with it. But anyway, (laughs) back to Lasonia. Um, so we just finished the, the 18 holes at, uh, the Woodlands course, stopped, grabbed a bite to eat. Uh, Chris, uh, made the right decision to get Wisconsin I think they were called. They were basically Wisconsin nachos, which were, the chips were literal potato chips. They weren't like tortilla chips. They were potato chips. And, uh, I think there were some cheese curds on there. Of course, there was some additional cheese drivel, uh, drizzled, drizzled, drizzled across all the chips. And then they had brat coins. Yes, little bratwurst coins, medallions, sliced up. Perfect. Perfect between round lunch. I went with the brisket sandwich, which was also good. But, uh, in retrospect, in hindsight, as it is, 
I needed to go with the uh, Wisconchos. I just, that's a fun thing to say, Wisconchos. So we finished, and um, we tee off on the links, and right away, again, it's the story of two first tee shots. Woodlands course, it was the sound, it was the senses, it, you could see everything in front of you. On the links course, it opens with a blind tee shot. You can't see your ball land. There are just power poles or telephone poles in the distance. The starter said, aim at that and trust me. And that really set the stage for what was to come. Because I would say, thinking back now, going from memory, probably four or five blind tee shots at least that I can remember. You just don't know where your ball is going to land. And that is part of the allure of Lasonia Lynx. Now, of course, if you've ever played a Lynx-style course, you've got the common elements. You've got tall fescue grass. Got to keep the golf carts out of there. Um, you don't have any trees. And you've got a bunch of mounds, and there's no really flat areas anywhere on the golf course. And that was exactly the case at uh, the Lynx course here in Lasonia. And right away, one of the main things that admittedly, not to be overly critical, but admittedly I was a little eh about were the fact that the greens were so pushed up on every single hole, it seemed. And when I think of Lynx courses, and I haven't played too many, but I've certainly played Lynx style courses, um... You always think about like those shots that you can run up onto the green. You know, maybe play a club or two less. It was actually pretty windy uh, when we played, and so it's like, all right, well, how am I going to play this golf hole without playing it through the air? Like you might at a woodlands course where you have tall trees to block the wind. On Lasonia Links, I didn't feel like I had too many of those options because the green complexes were pushed up; they were built up uh, from the fairway, so can't really run something up there now that being said super fun course for completely different reasons where the woodlands was captivating by the ravines and the tall trees and the angles that you had to take and all that element and then of course the the views of the lake that the golf course surrounds the links course everything was right there in front of you and I've not been to St. Andrews, I've not been to Bandon Dunes, but I imagine I got a little taste of what playing golf out there could be like. Now, there's there's going to be purists out there listening to this saying, Adam, you're nuts, but again, it's kind of cool that you could step up to a tee box and literally hit the shot anywhere, go and find it, and then my experience of the golf course just because of the undulations and the contours, is going to be completely different if I hit the ball, say, on the left side compared to the right side. You know, And yes, you can say similar things about any golf hole anywhere, but this was truly different because I remember multiple occasions, Chris and I rode together, and then Tom and Rob rode together in the second cart. I think we've all said at one point, wow, this hole plays so much differently from over here compared to where your ball is, You know, our, our cart partner. Uh, not a lot of cart golf going on, if you know what I mean. Now, if you, again, were to go to Lasonia.com, their website, and you can read up on the history of the course. Basically, uh, this was built during like the 1920s, 1930s. 
and it's an older course, you wouldn't know that. You know, when you think of an older course, or at least when I do, I think of really small greens. I think of it looks like they just kind of carved it out of what was already there. They actually built this thing by bringing over boxcar full of sand uh, via railways. And legend has it, and it's probably not much legend, it's factually correct, um, the seventh hole, which is a par three, uh, it's about, you know, it's a little short par three. It's very, very picturesque. It's got this huge mound on the left side that kind of covers the green a little bit uh, from your sight line. But uh, again, the green really pushed up extremely high green from the ground. You know what I mean? Um, there's a boxcar buried under the green. Chris was explaining this to me, and he had mentioned that, uh, you know, they were done with the course. They needed to put this boxcar somewhere, and they said, hey, let's just bury the damn thing. So they did. And I'm sure that the conversation went exactly like that. I'm sure that was a reenactment <laughs> of the decision to bury a boxcar under a, a putting green. Um, at any rate, we play the first nine holes. Um, really difficult course. It was completely just kicking my ass. And uh, I think I made like three sevens on the first nine. It was like, oh, terrible. We get done. We make the turn. We play the 10th hole, which is another tough par three. This one was playing over 200 yards, again, to an elevated green, but it was a massive green. We're putting out. We turn around, and we see the back nine of Lasonia Links. And when I say that, I mean we see the entirety of the back nine at Lasonia. There are no trees. You could see every single hole in their entirety, as well as everyone playing the back nine. There's a picture on our, our my Twitter feed, at least, uh, at Golf Unfiltered. You'll be able to see what I mean. It's the, it's the shot where you just see nothing but golf holes. And it's a little jarring at first in a good way. It's like, holy cow, this is what we see on all the magazine ads. This is all the commercial. This is that, that shot. And so we actually took a picture of the four of us uh, with that in the background because for at least three of us, myself, Tom, and Rob, uh, we had never been there. And uh, it was funny because Chris was kind of like the proud papa saying, you know what, look, I really hope you guys like this course. And we absolutely did. We, we loved it. Um, and we could tell, or at least I could tell through him, that he was enjoying us enjoying it for the first time. So that was kind of a cool moment. So we go on, we play. I mean, fatigue is setting in. Um, there were golf shots that out of fescue and, uh, there were a couple opportunities, you know, that we could play different types of shots. You had a lot of options, no matter where you were on the course, uh, to play your next shot. Approach shots were at a premium on the Lynx course, perhaps not as much on the Woodlands. You can get away with a few things, but, uh, which would seem like it would be the opposite, right? If you had to navigate trees and, and pines and whatever else on the Woodlands course, um, you, I feel you actually had to do more on the Lynx course so that you could avoid a massive bunker or avoid a mound that's going to shoot your golf ball in the complete opposite direction than you want it to go. Um, if I, when I go back, not if, but when I go back, I want to play the Lynx course first, having already played the Woodlands course first in my first trip, only because I think it was, you know, not to make excuses, <laughs> but... Fatigue had definitely set in by that time, and um, I just made some bad decisions, and that turned into bad golf swings and then bad scores on holes. Um, so that was a little disappointing, at least for me. 
uh, from a score standpoint, but this was another example, and this is hopefully uh, something to take away from this this rambling that I'm doing. Um, sometimes the enjoyment on a golf course isn't always defined by the score that you shoot. At least it wasn't for me in this instance. It was the opportunity to experience something new. Um, it was a golf course that I will definitely come back to, maybe even this season. I don't know. Um, highly recommend it. I, I don't even know how I've not played these golf courses before now. They're they're great. They're absolutely great. Um, I wish they were closer. <laughs> but, you know, they're not so far that, you know, if you want to make a day out of it like we did, it's not the easiest thing in the world to wake up that early. I'm sure there are some of you who are like, oh, I do that all the time. But uh, do it once. Uh, I, I did it. Uh, th- that is not something that I commonly do. And uh, I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did. I could say that I've done it. If I were to do it again, maybe I stay a day because they do have some stay and play packages. Uh, I might do that. But uh, yeah, give it a shot. Give it a shot. So those of you listening to this, um, if you've played Lasonia, what'd you think of it? Hit me up on social at Golf Unfiltered. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok are really my big three. Uh, doing different things these days on them. I'm trying to like reserve different types of content for each of those things. And you may have noticed this. Um, you know, for Instagram, I'm trying to make that a little bit more of a personal account where I can do... Uh, you know, just all sorts of different pictures, obviously, and um, just different types of content there. Uh, TikTok is a little bit of a mix match of uh, mix and match of different types of things. You know, whether it be answering questions from new golfers that, that you know they comment on the videos. Um, you know, I might be doing a little bit more uh, reviews in video format. Those are just more fun to do, and I think you know while I don't mind writing reviews on things. Um, Sometimes it helps to see it visually and not just with pictures that either they provide to me or that I take myself. Sometimes you actually have to see in video form, and it's so easy to do that now, obviously, uh, over the last few years to create that sort of content. So let me know what you think. As you guys know, I'm always open to feedback. Um, one of the things that I tweeted out uh, yesterday, I think, uh, thinking about just the game itself, and the things that I enjoy about the game. And for a long time, I was most intrigued and interested in the equipment side of the game. And I still am to a degree. I, I love learning about new technology. I love figuring out, you know, what could be coming next from a brand. Or at least, uh, you know, realizing and trying out the things that a brand has come up with. And whether or not it could help my game. Um, but over the last, I don't know, maybe even just the last year, having played courses like Kenyatta down in Marshall, Illinois, now Lasonia and a few others, I am, I am kind of shifting a little bit to enjoying golf courses more than equipment. You know, I think it's weird because equipment all kind of stays similar. And what I mean by that is you're always going to hear the same things about equipment. Hit the ball farther. Get more forgiveness. You, I say many of the same taglines. Um, and that's not as much of a criticism as it's, okay, well, I know that the next thing that comes out, it's going to say this. And I know that blah, blah, blah. You know, So it's not exactly novel anymore. Um, 
golf courses. Even hearing uh, podcasts like, of course, the Fried Egg, uh, they're a little bit more, they're a lot more hardcore on architecture and, you know, Garrett and Andy and all them do a great job over there. Uh, you know, Feed the Ball is another great one. Uh, Derek Duncan does it. Uh, maybe a little bit lesser known podcast, but I highly recommend. He talks a lot about architecture there, too. I'm not there yet, and I don't think I want to dive into architecture, per se, but uh, I certainly know how it feels to play a golf course that I've never played and one that, uh, you know, has characteristics that I've never seen on a golf course before. And I think I'm going to talk more about that. I think I'm going to, you, may, you might see a little bit of a shift on golfunfiltered.com uh, and some of the things that we do in our social feeds. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. And let me know what you guys think, too, obviously. Uh, what are some courses that we should try next? Obviously, there's many out there that I've not played. I think I've said on this podcast in the past, most of my golf has been played here in Illinois. And uh, I know I need to branch out a little bit, uh, even if that means I have to look at some different uh, billboards every so often. Uh, at any rate, uh, thanks for listening. Um, let me know what you think. Adam at golfunfilter.com is the email at Golf Unfiltered on social media. Take care of one another. Get out and play some good golf. Great weather right now. We're getting cl deeper into summer. And uh, before you know it, folks, it's going to be fall and then ugh, bad time, at least here in the Midwest. So take care. Be kind. We'll talk again soon.